Hello, just a little heads up before you listen to this episode. This is your host, Claire Wilde, with a quick pre-introduction introduction. This episode, due to scheduling issues, was recorded on Tuesday evening before we dropped points to Motherwell in the league on Wednesday evening. We do preview the Motherwell game and we're very optimistic about it. So as I record this, I'm sat with a plate of humble pie. However, I think that's the only thing that has gone seriously out of date since we recorded. Um, We will be back to talk about that Motherwell result, of course, and whatever happens against Partick Thistle on Sunday in next week's show. Thank you very much for listening. Hello and welcome to this week's Celtic Women's Football Show. I am your host, Claire Wilde. I feel like I'm slightly losing my voice, so apologies in advance if that happens. Um, Someone who I hope will carry me through, though, and is not losing his voice is Lorenzo Pacitti. Hi, Lorenzo. Good afternoon. Four o'clock. It's four o'clock. (laughs) It's easily afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) You always have to check. I think we do this at such... We've over the years we've done this, we do them at such random times, but then we go through a streak of yeah. quite consistent. We've been you know, quite timing. consistent. We're recording on a Tuesday afternoon. We've done this time fairly regularly for a while now. Um, so good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon. Um, we saw each other at the weekend. We were both at the game um, at Glasgow Girls and Women at Tin- New Tinto Park. We will talk a bit about that, but it was lovely to see you there. And it was there was actually some sunshine about. It was a nice, it was a really nice day out. I, th- I thought, I don't know, I think maybe I just got really lucky. The car parking seems like it could be a nightmare there, but I don't know about you, but I got quite lucky and rolled up, got back to Hamden as well, which is kind of near where I live, in, in tow with all the Rangers fans going to the Oh, lovely semi. <laughs> but uh, managed to kind of duck and dive around different exits to, to kind of not really get stuck in any traffic. So it was quite a, quite a relaxed afternoon for me. Well done. I'm very impressed by that and also just a generally good weekend for Celtic obviously we won 8-0 and the men won and it was just yeah it was a a good all-round vibe yeah we got a bit better weather though on the Sunday as well which was nice (laughs) yeah let's talk about a bit of the news stuff as usual before we actually talk I'm going to do a bit of an in-depth review of New Tinto Park when we get there um uh but the news so the big news of the day is that we've signed a new player, Hannah Kerner, from a team in Sweden called Pitia. I don't know if that's correct. <laughs> um, but that was announced today. I think we've all been on tenderhooks a bit waiting. And I think it was the presser last week that Fran said that he thought he was going to be able to announce and then it didn't happen. Um, how are you feeling about this? Were you pleased to see that? Yeah, really pleased. I mean, we- the striker's the obvious one because we've lost our top goal scorer. That's what we're expecting. Uh, but when we talked about it last week, we want, you know, the gaps we want filled are maybe some bodies where there's not. And the biggest one for that is wingbacks because we've lost Lucy, who wasn't even really a natural wingback. It's just the nature of the way we play meant she could kind of dominate that position. Um, but now it looks like there might be some consistency in the lineup, you know, and, when, and again, we'll talk about the lineup from the weekend. But, you know, there was a bit of a guessing game again mm-hmm. because we don't have that. Fran always plays wing-backs, but we haven't had a consistency in who's picked or fitness or, you know, people staying free of injuries. 
so hopefully a new signing very much, you know, in a needed position yeah. is kind of a lock in the starting eleven or at least a direct competition, then this is the plan, it's to kind of fill those gaps. Yeah, so Hannah is 25 years old. She's from the US. Um, she's been playing in Europe for a while, though, so she'll kind of have experience. And I guess I don't know what the direct comparison, obviously we've just lost Clarissa Larrissey to that league. Um, this team she's come from is a sort of mid-table team in that league she's not been getting regular starts I would imagine that one of the reasons she was persuaded to come to Celtic I would imagine she once she's up to speed and kind of she's got to know everyone and everything she my my hunch is that she will be straight in <clears throat> and probably a regular starter I don't know if that's something that you would agree with Lorenzo yeah she still seems to have made a lot of appearances um the Swedish league I would assume is quite a bit above ours uh, again ma- mainly based on the I think they have three Champions League teams. Yeah, um, with some consistency as well. Yeah, they uh, get they get the top teams into the last sixteen and stuff, don't they? So. Yeah, and we checked the the table out of curiosity because I knew she was a defender before I checked. She was actually a wing back. I think they have like the joint third best defensive record in the league, despite being mid table. Mm-hmm. So that's something uh, to look out for. Maybe uh, a bit of defensive solidity as well as mm-hmm. hopefully the attacking wing back that you need at Celtic, but. No, I, would, I definitely think that the fact that there is such a gap there, I would expect that she is there to start from kind of day one. Yeah, <clears throat> she's very much a right-sided player. You look at the sort of map on her stats and it, she's she's exclusively almost playing down that right-hand side, but she covers an awful lot of ground just looking at what she's been doing before she's come to us. I mean, that's the exact type of player that Fran wants, isn't it? Someone who can basically do everything and cover everything. And if she does become a starter, I think that right side is probably where we have maybe not quite known. I think Amy has been covering a bit. A bit and I was thinking kind of about the existing players we've got. And I was thinking if she slots in there... Is that an opportunity for, you know, Amy scored four goals at the weekend. She's an absolute, she's got a hat trick the weekend before. If she's able to step up and sort of become part of that, like exclusively part of that attacking front line, then someone like Hannah can come in and kind of play the role that Amy's almost been playing. Yeah, Amy's Amy's front two is a lock for me now uh, as we go on. She, the goals she's replaced already from Larissa has been insane. Um, and we had Shen starting there, you know, at the weekend, that's not her natural position either. Um, so it's just somebody who naturally knows that role. Again, like you said, it seems tailor-made for a franchise. She's full of activity, full of running, seems apparently really fast. Um, just perfect for that role. She'll be up and down. And when you play at Celtic, you're not really a, a left wing back, a right wing back. You kind of have free reign of that whole side. And mm-hmm. it's it's up to you when we lose the ball to get back because it's going to happen very rarely. And if she's got that recovery pace, then she's perfect for this team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was looking at some highlights and always the caveat is that highlights are obviously highlights, but, you know, she does seem to be able to do everything. And there was quite a number of occasions when I was watching where, you know, she would defend the ball. She would be reasonably far back and she would make a sort of defensive move and she would straight away run forward and sort of join the attack. And I just feel like if that's the sort of thing she's going to do for us, then that's hopefully going to work out really well. Fingers crossed. I also think that... I mean, we've talked about Tegan Bowie and her prospects in this side and whether this is kind of a bit of a nail in the coffin. And I would be extremely surprised if we saw Tegan Bowie in this Celtic side next season. Uh, I still think there's an opportunity on that left side while we have, you know, LAC out for so long. Um, 
Tegan has so many qualities that suit this team. I think it's just about recapturing that form. I do think the door's still open because I think there's actually genuinely, if I had to if I had to guess, I think we'll see Tegan get a surprising amount of starts coming up because I think she put yeah, I think she played well the other day. Um I think there is a role there to be kind of claimed. And I think if it went to, you know, somebody who you could trust to be here for a wee bit longer than not and somebody who you can kind of hang your hat on and you rely on, like Tegan has been reliable for us and played in big games. Uh, I think there's a role there for her to grab. So I'm not quite um, all out on Tegan yet. Um, I'm not, It's by, by the way, that's no comment on from me on Tegan's quality because I do really like her as a player. I just, I sense that there's a frustration about the lack of starts and that mm-hmm. she's a player who wants to be on the pitch and that, you know, she's really young and we've seen other players go off and play for other teams in the SWPL where maybe they would be a sort of more of a guaranteed starter like a Hearts or a Partick Thistle but that's just my opinion I'm probably wrong I get these things wrong all the time <laughs> I mean that's that it's it's you know the the powers in the players hands in that sense I think Tegan will always have a place in the squad because she does suit Fran uh so yeah I think it's about it's a mix of how she competes and maybe takes that starting role on the left uh from now to the end of the season and if not does she want to be part of the squad you know as a sub and a bit part kind of way She's very effective as a sub because she has that kind of pace and power and drive. Um, but like you say, it's up to her. Um, I think I'm, I'd be optimistic as, okay. as I often am that um, there is very much a role there for Tegan Bowie to claim. This is why you're here. Your optimism carries me through, Lorenzo. Um, the other person that we've been wondering about ever since the window opened is Jacinta. No news on that. We were wondering if she'd start at the weekend. She did play at the weekend, so sort of breathing a sigh of relief at that point um sort of we texted each other today like a sort of slightly cryptic instagram post that she'd put up just with a heart and celtic fc and her in the kit and i was just like lorenzo what does it mean because we're at that point in the transfer window where like every single thing that anyone does you just start reading clues into it yeah because the thing it's not even remotely cryptic she's played for celtic she put up a picture of her i know <laughs> celtic top but the paranoia of the january transfer window is meant it, is is cri- it feels cryptic. <laughs> yeah, it's just a little love for her. But again, she might just like the picture. It's a nice picture. She's got a Celtic top on. She plays for Celtic. All these things are normal to post on Instagram. <laughs> uh, but with the rumours that do swirl, she's such a quality player. There's no way, you know, teams aren't looking at her. Um, with a player of her quality and we've kind of been, and her kind of stature in the game, mm-hmm. she is, she does have a name. People do know who she is. Yeah. Um, she's played for some big clubs already. There is kind of a, we have to accept that at some point, you know, on a day's notice, which is very much the thing with women's football, Jacinta will go to a bigger club or a bigger league than yeah. us. Um, yeah. And it's just going to happen someday. And what I would, you know, pray for, and I, th- I think maybe in Jacinta's mind, otherwise, you know, I think she could have pushed for a move easily in this giant transfer window. There's a league there to be won, even more so after this weekend. Mm. I'd love to see Jacinta be with us, have a crack at it. And and then, you know, wish her well on our way. Totally. Absolutely. And it does feel like maybe some of those rumours, I haven't seen actually anything on Twitter or kind of in print about it for the last couple of weeks. Um, The other rumour that kind of someone commented on one of the things we'd put up on social media was the, and then I kind of went searching for it, was there's the possibility of Natasha Flint from Leicester coming to us, who's another player that I really don't know very much about at all I know that Leicester have been struggling 
um, as far as I'm aware, but that's kind of, I guess, just one to keep an eye on. And I think from what Fran said as well, we will be expecting at least one, if not two, before the window closes. Yep. Well, I just literally Googled her there. She seems like a forward. We need a forward. Uh, Get her in. Yeah, she's got a good um, kind of youth pedigree. Obviously hasn't quite translated into the top tier um, of the big clubs in England, but, you know, that's a player with a lot more experience than most of our forwards right now. We don't have forwards that have played in consistent long seasons. You know, she's obviously played a lot of football. That makes a big difference when you come up here because a lot of players are semi-pro. A lot of them are very young. We saw that with Wellings, you know, that experience and that quality she had just shone through straight away. You don't need that run-up period. Um, and I think this is the kind of, obviously I don't know anything about Natasha Flint, I've not watched her, but this is the kind of maybe mould of striker that we maybe need to get us over the line the next six months. You know, somebody who's been there, played full seasons, played professional football, we don't need a project right now. We've got mm. goal scorers, we've got young goal scorers in the team. If we can caveat that and back that up with a veteran professional footballer to play up top that's probably for me the ideal January signing yeah that would be fantastic so fingers crossed um that we get someone Natasha or someone of that in that mold as you said um the other thing that happened at the weekend there was an interesting clash Rangers played hearts and drop points it Mm. was a nil nil draw I was kind of watching and waiting and I was like, it was like 86 minutes and I was just like, I've had to keep putting my phone away and go, just wait until the end. Um, that's huge in a in this league, isn't it? Dropping points to a team like Hearts. It's enormous. And I also do think for us, you know, look at recent results, I would have a bit of faith in us. Maybe that's changed the way City are playing. I'd have, I've had more faith in us, you know, turning over City at home than I would Rangers, mm. you know, this season. Uh, so for it to be Rangers that drops the points from outside the top three is huge, massive for us. It really swings that table around when you consider goal difference as well. It really puts us in good stead. Uh, but massive respect, you know, what the some of the results Hearts have picked up uh, under Eva Odd have been really impressive. Um, and I watched the highlights and they could have won that game. Yeah. Um, and to play against a team like Rangers with the stars they have, you know, um, there, is it Sam Kerr was supposed to be you know linked to Liverpool she starts and they still you know nil nil to hold players like that shows some real kind of improvement um, yeah. but amazing for us like when, as soon as you text me and the result was final I just kind of went straight to the table to because again it's so close you're constantly like figuring out how does this affect us yeah. and it puts us you know it puts everything in our hands again and it's about the big games against City and Rangers but we now have something on top of two of them we've got goal difference now we're ahead of Rangers on points they are also playing each other on the 29th of January. That is the day we go top of the league. Right. You heard that it here first, day. folks. <laughs> yeah, the highlights from that game. It's really worth watching. I think Hearts did put in a tremendous performance. We've con- consistently talked about how impressive Charlotte Parker-Smith has been. I think most people recognise as one of the best keepers in the league. But some of that defending as well that they did, the Howitt, I don't know if you watched, but the Howitt chance that I think Samson just comes in and clears with her head. I loved watching that. I rewound it and watched it about three times. <laughs> yeah, they, they look just, again, the, the, the best the best teams in this league. Uh, the first thing you notice in highlights, and this is City, Rangers, Celtic and, and Hearts from that game, is commitment, particularly defensively. Mm. There's a lot of really, really tough tackling, um, and again, with the the thing you can point that to for the top of the league is towards the end of the game, fitness and professionalism. These things tell discipline. 
and that's where the kind of X factor is. And Hearts are kind of closing the gap on that more than any other team because they show all that in these performances. Yeah, because there is a gap between third and fourth, but it's not a huge gap. Like it's a gap that can they could slowly start closing, which I think makes things really exciting. Um, the win at the weekend for the men means that we are now in the League Cup final, which is taking place on the 29th of February. Now, anyone who's been keeping an eye on the fixture list will also know that Glasgow FC women play Rangers on the 29th of February. At basically, I mean, basically the same time. This is a very non-ideal situation, isn't it? Yeah, there Big, is, um, biggest game of the season, home game for Celtic. Yep. For me, there is no doubt at all that if there's to be proactive um, intent to grow the women's game here, to make it available, you know, easy to watch, blah, blah, blah. It has to move. Mm-hmm. It has to move. And again, Sky have games to show. Why on earth would they not be showing this game? They're not yeah. going to clash it with the other Glasgow Derby they're showing or the other side you know, big games that they show that weekend as well. Yeah. Um, they have to move it. And I feel like, again, for me, Friday night football, that's still my dream for these big <laughs> games. I think the Women's League needs Friday night football. Well, uh, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, the suggestion on Twitter that, you know, move it to Saturday, take it to Celtic Park. Why not? The, we're playing at Hamden. Why on earth not? Amaz- amazing idea. No reason not to. I would be very... I think... I would say it's, I'm probably 50. I think there's a strong chance that it will get changed just because, I mean, come on, it's it's kind of ridiculous if it doesn't. But it's obviously it's good that we're through to that final, but I hate, hate it's happening tomorrow. We're going to be talking about what's coming up. We've got the Motherwell game tomorrow. We've also got the St. Mirren game tomorrow. I'm going to the St. Mirren game, which means I'm not going to see the Motherwell game. So it will be all, I don't even know if we'll get highlights from that. It's just, yeah, that's a bit of a frustration. Um, But anyway, that's where we are. Shall we go on and talk about the game at the weekend? As we said before, we played this game. I mean, they're a team who are not scoring anything in this league. They feel like they've been kind of promoted above their station. I think they're probably improving massively with the experience of playing against some of these higher quality teams, but this is not a fixture that beforehand I would imagine made you nervous. No, uh, you know, this is the one where I talk about kind of smell and bud and it's all right to be, you know, we can sell the nice things and obviously the way they were promoted, great to be promoted to be promoted um, with a fully, you know, amateur side and that fast is, you know, they're absolutely getting a nosebleed up here and they are getting hammered most weeks. Um, so this is the game where you've got to look for a goal difference. Um, but, it, you know, it took us much longer than it than it should have really for us to get the breakthrough. And I think that was testament to the improvement they have made. As much as they're not getting wins, mm-hmm. they are definitely competing yeah. uh, a bit better, it seems like. Yeah, absolutely. The first goal didn't come till 26 minutes, which was frustrating for those of us watching because you do think, right, come on, what's happening here? Um, we You talked briefly about the venue. It was at Newtonto Park, which I'd never been to before. Had you been before? Uh, no, I'd never been to Govan's Premier Football <laughs> Arena. First of all, it's by a massive Asda, a really good Asda, by the way, because I went in afterwards. The Govan Asda is enormous. It's terrifying. <laughs> um, good things about it, I would like to say, were... I, I but came out at halftime. I went to the toilet at halftime and came out and I was like, guys, 
there's hot water. They were re- the toilets were really clean and there was loads of loo roll and there was hot water. And I even commented about it when I was washing my hands. And this, I went, oh God, that's warm. And the woman next to me went, oh, so it is. And we kind of looked at each other and had a little moment because it was so... And there was a wee bar where you could get like a little clubhouse where you could buy coffees, teas, snacks and pints. Yeah, I mean, we want these games at Celtic Park, but we'd miss the hot water. <laughs> well, exactly. You know, the if they could do it at Newton Tay Park, you'd sort of feel like, come on. <laughs> um, but it was it was nice to be the like we said it was kind of a the sun started to come out. It was a really it felt like a really good day out. I really enjoyed the whole experience, early kickoff as well, which meant that we could get home and kind of keep an eye on some of the other games that were going on that day. Um the lineup We'd sort of had a bit of chat about what we thought might happen. I think last week we'd said that we might see some youngsters, and indeed we did. Let me just go through the lineup: Pamela in goals, Pamela Tahona, Tegan Bowie, Kelly Clark, Caitlin Hayes, Shen Meng Yu, Lisa Robertson, Natalie Ross, Jacinta, Shen Meng Liu, Maria McEnany, and Amy Gallagher all starting. When we saw that and we met up. The first question I think I asked you was like, who's the third in the back three? And you said, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I think my closest guess was, you know, Tegan had come on as a sub there before. I feel like that was the closest thing. But we didn't, you know, until the game started. And then the game started. The usual, yeah. And then it was a back four. Kind, well. Was it a back four or was it essentially a back two? <laughs> I think on paper it was a back four. Um, the minute the game kicked off, Shen was, I mean, that's the thing. It was It's four four two on paper, but. The, the forward wingers, the more advanced wingers, the midfielders uh-huh. were, were kind of in and out. They were quite central and then they would spread out. Shen was the highest player in the park if the ball was, you know, and like even if it was across the park, the, the fullbacks were so high. Like, mm-hmm. and again, I think that was just this attempt to kind of suffocate a, a much weaker side. Just yeah. to really, you know, it was four for two on paper. It was probably two, 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 six, you know, in yeah. reality. <laughs> Transformations are tricky to work out sometimes. But yeah, Tegan, the younger players I mentioned, Tegan Bowie and Maria McEnany, nice to see them getting a start in a game like this. Yeah, Maria is somebody I'm really keen on. She's so, just watching her, you know, in such like close proximity as well. She's she's a real talker, which is something that we've talked about in mm-hmm. games that have been frustrated and that people aren't quite talking enough, particularly against City and Rangers. Um, she demands the ball a lot. She demands players swap with her. She makes a lot of really good runs and she's shouting the whole time. Very like self-aware of what she's doing in the park. Very aware of her role. Really like her. I think she's really good in the ball. Surprising kind of physicality as well in person. I don't think translates until you're that close. Um, for such a young player, she seems like a very physical player. Mm-hmm. And I think that's somebody who would be exciting to see step into one of these forward roles. That's not really what I thought her game was. Um, but she looks quite at home up there. I'm really excited about her and I definitely want to see more. Um in a kind of controlled way to make sure that she kind of doesn't get like overexposed, especially in some of the bigger games. But I'm really like very sort of interested to see how her game develops and maybe what she's able to, if she sticks around, what she might be able to do for us next season, if she gets some development this season. I'm so, I'm sold already. I would honestly, I'd start her every game there from here go. on in. I would, I think go. she's just got that ability I think that um, when I look at other players maybe who would compete for that kind of last spot mm-hmm. um, I think Maria the upside she gives you you've just got to roll with it until she lets you down which I don't think she would 
So we're the McInerney fan club here. That's all good. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, we talked about that sort of the defensive lineup, the overall performance. We said took us a while to kind of get going and get that first goal. We'll talk about, we'll run through all of the goals, but um, it was frustrating to have 26 minutes standing at the side of the pitch and not being able to finish anything. I think, you know, the number of chances we had, I think it was 19 and some of those will have come in that 26 minutes. Yeah, just I just didn't feel like things were kind of falling for us. There was a lot of half chances. There was a lot of really, really good um, balls into the box low crosses and kind of from that, don't know what you'd call it, 90 degree angle or whatever, um, the kind of wing-back role that Caitlin often steps into to play those balls into the box. Uh, a lot of them really, really well, well whipped in that were just, you know, mm. half a half an inch off somebody's toe and that, all that stuff is very frustrating. Uh, and I think Glasgow, with their kind of last-ditch defending, were, were getting quite a lot of joy and that gives you confidence and that kind of, deflates the other teams it feels like you're just hitting a brick wall every time and because the Glasgow keeper had already made a few errors before we'd even got that first goal and it felt like you know put some shots on her but every shot we put one of the Glasgow defenders was in front of or it was agonisingly wide and it was very (laughs) frustrating for the first wee while yeah that first goal 26 minutes it was a header uh, Natalie Ross header very brave to kind of go for it because there was a lot of players around her very close and well Lisa had sort of kept the ball alive hadn't she she'd kind of taken it and run it around all the Glasgow girls and women defenders put the ball into the box and Natalie takes it on her head um gets the goal and then immediately falls to the floor yes particularly in the build-up as well Caitlin took an absolute I don't I don't even know how to describe it she she thumped the kind of post that stands around the pitch it's a real like I didn't see it, but everyone, I think that someone we were standing with came in as it was happening and said that basically she fell over, bashed her face on the concrete and just got straight up and went, "Ah, I'm fine. (laughs) If you watch the highlights and you keep your eye on the left of the screen, you see it. It is gruesome. I have no idea how she played on, but same with, you know, Natalie Ross had to go off because she kind of really bravely competed for that header, won it. um, And we thought maybe she'd taken kind of a little head bump um, and obviously no time to celebrate she'll get a wee bit of recovery she ended up walking off and uh, there was some blood on her nose but watching the highlights the hematoma is, is the word which I am choosing to throw you're using here. the proper word I was like it looks like an egg on her forehead <laughs> yeah it is like just a very immediate swelling yeah. um, gruesome really really brutal uh, looked really really sore but she has just you know she was quite casual about the way she just wandered off though with a big bump on her head <laughs> yeah i just think the reintroduction of natalie ross to this team has been so huge for us and keeping you know keeping pace at the top she just has so much kind of com- again composure with that aggression you would never ever you know natalie ross somebody we think about as a tough tackler wins the ball really well moves the ball really well uh but you would never you know consider her rash or um anything other than aggressive to you know a professional point she's just a, a kind of perfect midfielder for this team uh, so it was sad to see her go off, great to see her get a goal and hopefully, you know, she's okay by tomorrow if that swelling has gone down. <laughs> she was replaced by Taylor Otto, who's quite a different proposition, but I think one that you'd be quite happy with coming on in this game. And the second goal was the first of four from Amy Gallagher, which came at 40 minutes. Uh, do you want to talk us through that goal? That's the... One that was slid through? Was a, this yeah, was, is the one, one that, that Maria made the pass 
Yes. Uh, again, it was like we talked about last week. Um, we need to replace Laracy. The biggest thing with Laracy was runs off the last shoulder, runs off the last defender. And Amy's done that in the last few weeks and she's got a goal consistently off it. Um, she's got that anticipation. She's got that pace. And, you know, as much as uh, Laracy was the same, you do not think Amy's missing when she gets one-on-one with the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just slid really nice and easy, bottom corner, and it really settled the, the game down into, right, well, no messing about now. We've got two goals. We're up. Let's go, you know, add some goal difference here. You know, we are the better team here. No rushed finishes. Um, and I think that Amy's eye for goal right now, as we'll, as we'll talk about in the, our next goals as well, she's just, it's just lethal. It's just instinctive. And it's just coming to her. She's getting all the luck in the world. Everything's bouncing right to her. Um, you need to ride, ride the hot hand. As they say. Yeah. And just watching players like Maria McEnany have the faith that they know that they can play a pass like that through to Amy and they know that, that it does feel like she's really good at linking up with some of those other players who are just behind her. Great weight on the pass as well from Maria. You know, that's uh, as, as much part of that goal as the finish. Um, and we saw that when we had, you know, the whole last season we had Liv Chance playing balls through the Wellings and we've had Jacinta playing them through to Laracy. That's, you know, such a key part of the game, particularly our game, mm-hmm. because so many of our goals come that way yeah um half time comes i go and wash my hands with hot water it's all lovely um amy's second well i guess her second two goals are quite similar the the, um the third goal of the game her second uh comes from a corner that's put in by jacinta the goalie gets her hands on it spills it we've talked prior to recording about the fact that this goalkeeper did make a number of errors during this game and Amy's just there to take advantage and the fourth goal um a ball through from Lisa Robertson to Jacinta Jacinta's like movement just absolutely beats all the Glasgow girls and women players and defenders she puts the cross in and again Amy is just right there in front of goal to just kind of make sure it goes in yeah uh you know they're all they're both a bit of a trash but um the key things to pick out from those are Jacinta's balls in the box were great yesterday, Fantastic. where they were crosses so or corners. Um, it's part of her game that we, we don't really see her taking set pieces much either, uh, but she was nailing it. You know, that they were, particularly when you've got um, players of the height we do and the physicality we do, particularly in the second half as well, she was really lifting them. Mm-hmm. It was almost like she was creating one-on-ones and if you've got Hayes in a one-on-one aerial battle, there's no you know, yeah. doubt about the winner there. Um, so Jacinta was kind of on fire well, you'll probably talk more about her when we get to like summing up the game but uh, delivery wise for those goals that was that's what made them and then Amy's just I don't even want to call it like I don't even want to credit her with, with anything other than just she has that right now, she has that luck right now yeah. you know things are falling to her and as a striker you, I guess you make your own luck but uh, yeah. she deserves it I was writing all out the notes for this earlier and I just, I got confused because then I was like, Amy again? Because then I was writing it all. I was like, "Did she score all? She scored all four Such in a row." It just, file. it just felt like I'd got, I muddled something up. But we get the fifth goal from her. It's her fourth, um, and it comes from a penalty, which I don't think I didn't hear much dispute about that penalty. No, um, and there wasn't really any. There wasn't many situations in which Amy Gal has not going to put that past that Glasgow keeper. Yeah, I think when we watched it in person as well, it looked like she'd kind of just calmly sent the keeper the wrong way, but she actually buries it right in the corner as well. It's just yeah. kind of to to put an exclamation mark on it. Yeah. 
So that's five. Um, that penalty comes, I'm just looking at the notes, when's that? That comes at like 51 minutes. So like we're really flying by that stage of the game. And you mentioned set pieces and the deliveries coming in. I mean, Caitlin Hayes' is the next goal, which comes like 10 minutes after. And the ball comes out quite far from goal. It really looked, it looked very purposeful when you, especially when you look at it back, it looks like this is, Absolutely, that's something that they've been practicing, something they've done in training. Caitlin was the target and it completely, they pulled it off. Yeah. And, you know, Caitlin's the, the number one target from set of pieces. As a defence, she's the number one threat. She's the one you key in on. And what that kind of slightly pulled back cross did for her is it gave her, like I said, a one-on-one with a defender, you know, half her size, no one near as physical as her. And the header is like... It's so intentional. It's so almost delicate. You know, it's guided um, into the back of the net. It's not kind of thumped. It's not like she just rises and wins it. She's very aware it's dropping right to her head and she kind of sails it over the keeper. It's just a really perfect goal. That's why I just kind of thought it looked such like a something that's been done yeah, a move. thousand times before. Like, there we go. Just get that done. Excellent. That's another goal. Tick. Lovely. <laughs> um, I mean, who are you putting up? Who in the SWPL could, if you can successfully work in the box and a set piece to break Caitlin Hayes free. There is no one in this league you would put money on getting above her. Yeah. Set pieces are such a huge strength of ours at the moment. We just need to massively keep doing what we're doing and capitalising on it. The seventh goal is Jacinta, who finally gets one in the back of the net. Um, it's a pass from Kelly Clark, who we haven't talked about a lot for a yeah, while. Yeah, probably. probably. Probably because she's been under no real threat. They've looked so comfortable at defence, particularly in this game. But in games past, as you say, we haven't had to talk about the defence and the defending capacity because they've controlled the game so much. Um, I think a lot of our moves, though, uh, in this game came from Kelly and Caitlin. Like it always does. You know, their their passing was on point and no more so than for that goal. It was such a a defence-splitting pass to see Kelly kind of step up and Uh and play as, as nice and confident. And... Jacinta making that last run and again, just having that composure, having that confidence side under the keeper, just a great goal. And Jacinta really deserved a goal that day. Yeah, she really did. And when we were watching it, like when we were at the game, it really just looked so easy for her again. She rolled it into the goal. You watch it back. She sort of slightly has to jump over the keeper who's come out to try and do something with it. Um, But it's just a lot of the goals kind of weird, like Amy's first, I guess, as well, that, that almost made to look easy because the situation has been set up so perfectly for it to be, you know, a one-on-one with a keeper essentially or something that they kind of can't miss. Um, and your favourite of mine, Maria McInerney, gets the eighth goal. She had got herself in such good positions all day. She'd had, for a, you know, I think she had a good game, but she had a frustrating game because she could have scored a few more, you know. She yeah, had a was, bunch there of was, There was about three that you just went, oh God. <laughs> yeah, she's. It was a classic case of kind of, trying too hard almost. There's one where the ball drops kind of over her head and she kind of has to have a swing at it because you want to get something on it towards the goal. She gets everything of it, but she ends up putting it up in the air because she's got a full foot on it. Um, <laughs> I think she really deserved a goal again. Great runs. A lot of her runs pull people out of position to make these goals look so easy. Um, and yeah, she, she'll be annoyed she didn't maybe get a hat-trick on the day, but good to see her get on the score shoot. Um, yeah, so I mean, it was it was a great game. Eight nil clean sheet three points up the road um amy showing that she can really step up and you know every time we've had these players where we thought uh oh 
we've lost yep. this person. We have had people and players who have just stepped up and the coaching staff clearly are doing something right in that sense of being able to sort of encourage people to step into those positions and create opportunities. Yeah, I think maybe we've we've underrated, um, maybe not underrated, but because of the injury she had a little bit as well, she went out of the team for a little bit. Just the quality of, of Amy, more so than, you know, kind of, is she a striker? Can't she fill that role? Could she get the goals? I think she's the cut above, you know, she's in the upper echelon of this league where if she's on the ball, she can do something. And she's going to be the one at the end of the season where we're like, please, let's not lose Amy. Please, let's yes. not lose Amy. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, if I'm the Scotland national team manager, you've got to start looking at Amy Gallagher now as well. Um, she just 100%. has... She just has that quality, that X factor. And we've talked about it with Jacinta, you know, but Jacinta doesn't score the goals Amy Gallagher does. Um, Jacinta's very much not an out-and-out striker. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like Amy could be, at least for the next six months if we need her or until we sign a striker, but... She just has that top tier, uh, you know, one of the best in the league quality. That now she's at Celtic, people will talk about more. I think when she was at Hibs, you know, it was very clear her quality, but it was, you know, would she move here? Would she mm-hmm. do as well in a Celtic jersey? Now she's in Celtic jersey and she's playing in the top three, challenging for the league. I feel like people will start giving her the kind of respect as, you know, one of the best players in the league. Put some respect on her name for sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so... Have you got, a, you wanted to, I think, if we were going to talk about standout performances, I think we, the, the next kind of points on my list are standout performances, talking about the quality of the opposition and then like a player of the match and what your takeaways were. But I think we can kind of roll that all into one because I think that the standout performance ties into the quality of the opposition. Yeah. Um, obviously, opposition-wise, I think well, that's probably the weakest team we'll play. Um I think they probably could fight, but look at that at times. For me, the player of the match, um, I mean, Amy Gallagher did score four goals, but for me, it's Jacinta. <laughs> I just thought, even watching the highlights again, um, Jacinta just looks so kind of beyond what, what she was last season, even. Mm-hmm. Last season, you saw these flashes of quality where she'd beat one or two players and then it would kind of get lost in the melee or she wouldn't know what to do with the last touch. She just looks, you know, like a, a player who's way too good for this league. Um, I know, I know, but I think uh, to be fair, I mean that about a few Celtic players. You know, there's it's the the gap in quality in this league is something that will build up over time. Mm. <clears throat> but um, Jacinta just looks like she can run absolute riot, and she's got such a measured game now compared to what she had. She plays the right pass, she makes the right decision. She's added goals to her game. She could still add some more. Uh, I just thought she looked absolutely outstanding. Without you know, kind of taking the goal scoring limelight, I thought she was the player of the game. Fantastic! I think I t- I do agree with you. I think it's a toss up between her and Amy Gallagher just because she did score four goals. But I think another player that we haven't talked a lot about, and when I was kind of making the notes on the goals and going through everything, is Lisa Robertson. I just want to touch on. I'm not yeah. by any stretch put putting her forward as player of the match because I don't think <clears throat> she kind of shone head and shoulders above. Other players, I think everyone had a really good game, but I think she's a player that we need to just consistently remember that she is doing an awful lot of work out there and maybe not sometimes getting the credit that she deserves. She is, um, she is Cal McGregor. You know, she is 8.5 every week, every single week. Uh, and you talked about the way she ran around the defence to create that, that goal as well. Because she, she made the right decision. 
You know, she trusts herself in the ball. She does that all the time. She makes the right decision. Mm-hmm. No slack passes from Lisa Robertson. Uh, wins the ball back. Starts most attacks. She is, you know, the focal point of this team in the midfield. She's the reason the kind of engine runs so smoothly. And as you say, the goals look so easy because of a combination of everyone. But for me, Lisa is just like... We talked about it when she left the first time. If you take Lisa out of that team, yeah. you can't really imagine it. Yeah. Well, when we didn't have Lisa and Natalie in it, you know, you talked at the beginning of this when we were talking about this game about the difference that she has made coming back in. So it's it just it is all working really well. I think we're all feeling quite positive going into the next couple of games. And those couple of games are this week. We've got Motherwell, as we said, on Wednesday, which is a clash with the men's game. Uh, the men are playing St Mirren at Celtic Park and the women are playing Motherwell in Airdrie. It's the one that was rescheduled due to being cancelled with the weather before Christmas. So if you look at the table, there's a kind of discrepancy with the games um, and there's games in hand. But yes, I mean, it's not. there's no coverage. It's I don't want to whinge about it too much, but it's just the frustration, isn't it, that we're not going to be able to see it. <laughs> You know, it'll, it'll happen. These yeah. things happen when they reach kids of the games, but aye, there's no point in us crying about it. Um, I also think this this is a game, I think Mother, Motherwell and Partick Thistle, who we'll talk about as well because we're playing them at the weekend, are both teams that we need to take seriously. They're both teams that are improving, that have got some players who can do some real damage. Um, so, you know, again... We saw what happened at the weekend with the Rangers Hearts game. I think Hearts are in a slightly different, a slightly different level than Motherwell, but still, it just kind of makes you be cautious about every single game we're going into, doesn't it? Yep, there is. You know, there's no benefit in taking any team lightly. But can I think the goal difference thing just adds more credence to that? There is no point in thinking you've got an easy game. There's no point in turning up to get three points. You've got to go out and play 100 uh, percent because worst case scenario, you don't want to get beat. Best case scenario you could extend that goal difference lead. You know, you have to go out and give every game 100. I do think the home advantage is good as well. Playing at home and on that big pitch, which is a pitch, you know, Motherwell's home pitch at the moment is K-Park, which is a completely different kettle of fish. So that will be interesting to see. Do you have any sort of wild predictions for who we might see in the lineup? Um, I don't think too dissimilar. I think I'd like to see Maria start again. Um, you know, maybe Taylor will come in if if Natalie's not feeling 100%, mm-hmm. uh, which I'd be more than happy with. Um, apart from that, I'm, I'm curious again to see the the defence, how we're going to line up. Um, will the new player be ready? I don't know. Probably not. We'll see. I mean, it, it would. I would be surprised if we saw her on Wednesday. We'd maybe see her on the weekend. Partick Thistle is the next game. Um, that kickoff, by the way, from Motherwell is 7.45. Um, the Partick Thistle game... Is again again at home. Last time we beat them six nil. Um, it's on BBC Alba. That's a four ten kickoff, so that's good, isn't it? You'll be able to watch it on the telly. It's nice. It's a, it's a nice time for a kickoff if you've got a lazy Sunday as well. Yeah, um, and again, I think we've sort of said it all about that. What what we say about Motherwell kind of applies to Partick Thistle as well, doesn't it? Yeah, you just don't want to take AMD lightly. You should be beating these teams. There's no, you know, there's no two ways about it. We're not here to, to kind of pretend that we should be frightened by these teams or there's any real threat um, on paper. You should be beating these teams comfortably, uh, but you can't take anyone lightly and you don't want to do a Rangers and shit the bed and drop points. <laughs> I know. And they've probably got some goals in them. Like they've got Rachel Donaldson, who ex-Celtic player, who is apparently right. scoring a lot of goals. Yeah, scoring for fun. 
Um, and she she will know, you know, she knows a lot of the players in our team well because she will have played with them. We've also got Abby Ferguson, who's on loan to them, who I, I think has been having a good run with them as well. So I kind of be interesting to be watching Abby as well. She better not be playing. I, I want. I want. Oh, her, shit, I want yeah. her sat on the bench. Shit. I, mean, I don't know. I, I, don't always, know. I, don't I always know. forget that that is a thing. It's a thing in the men's game. You never know with some of these. No, I think it is a thing in the women's game, game as well. Um, anything else we need to discuss before we wrap up? Uh, not huge. I think we're in very much in a period this season where we have to roll along. We have the derby games kind of get condensed into like little action-packed periods this season, which is quite box office and quite fun. Uh, but it means you've got to maintain that consistency. Make sure you're, you know, putting yourself in a position to have the league in your own hands when you do come up to them. If we can stay 100% until we come up against Rangers or City, uh, we'll be in really, really good position. And as you say, hopefully they can take some points off each other. Yeah, fantastic. I am really kind of feeling positive and like we are riding something of a wave, particularly after the Rangers result at the weekend. It's one of those things, you know, when you have those things that keep popping into your head, like at random points in the day, suddenly I'll just think, I mean, just drop points at the weekend <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll just have a little smile and get on with my day um, but it's good and I've enjoyed your positivity and talking to you about it all around day. thank you very much thank you very much I've been your host Claire Wilde this has been the Celtic Women's Football Show and we will speak to you next week <laughs>